Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. The debauchery rolls on. You're listening to The Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. 99.9 KISW. Pearl Jam coming to town in their Dark Matter World Tour Climate Pledge Arena May 28th and May the 30th. We've got your tickets all this week. Look at you. Yes. Kevin's got more tonight. We've got more for you right now. You want to text the word ALIVE. ALIVE to 206-803-ROCK. Your chance to win those tickets. Again, 206-803-ROCK. The secret word is alive. Uh, first time for a, a few emails now from the men's room at KISW.com. You've got mail. You've got mail. jump right into the birthdays of Ola Bacholas. I'd like to wish my great niece, Harlow, my niece's daughter, a very happy birthday. Born this morning at 6 a.m. Nice. Love you, kid, and super proud of your parents. Also, I'd like to wish my bestest friend, Lenny, a happy birthday. Damn, you're old. How about a, a plethora of farts? Uh, thanks, guys. That from Troy. All the miles, Phil, Ted, and Mike. Another year has passed, and our triplets, Katie, Audrey, and Cameron, turned 17 today, gentlemen. The first year of the kids uh, driving has been eventful. Flat tires, dead batteries, and one totaled car, but no injuries, thank goodness. I uh, have made our bank account a little lighter and my alcohol consumption heavier. Uh, Linda's doing much better than I am. Uh, anyway, I'll give Audrey a bunch of farts, give Katie a man screaming like a stealth fighter jet, and give Cameron a Fred Sanford big dummy. Happy 17th birthday, your great kids. That from Robert and Linda, the men's room pizza-making and bourbon-drinking friends from Birdcrest. You <laughs> 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 
big dummy. Guys, today's my handsome husband, Stephen's birthday. Yeah. We're high school uh, sweethearts that have been together for 12 years now and couldn't be more proud to have watched uh, you become the man you are today. He's my best friend, best dad to our boy, Theo. I couldn't ask for a better partner to go through this crazy life with. When you say he's the best dad, how many dads does Theo have? He's got a lot of kids. We'd love to give him a fish sandwich montage and the dirty Germans talking about being the sexy firefighter that he is. Happy birthday, my love. Lots of love. That from uh, Sierra and Theodore. Can I get a, a filet of fish sandwich? Oh, you know I got I have a right. fish sandwich. Oh, brother, can I have a fish sandwich? Put the cheese and the tartar on the side. Fish sandwich. Is it too early for a fish sandwich? A hot cheese and tartar on the side. Oh, yeah. I smell the fish, fish sandwich. sandwich. Maybe some relish in the morning. At noon. At noon. And at night. Can I buy you a fish sandwich? Though you don't want a fish sandwich? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if you're sexy or not. Once you dress as a firefighter, you become instantly sexy. So yeah, Stephen, I imagine when you're not wearing it, you're just this big, ugly man. But once you get dressed up, suddenly, like, yeah, give me your hose. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you get to play as a siren, annoys the whole neighborhood. And then also you get to play with your own hose a lot. Yeah. Hey, bitches, it's my 58th trip around the sun. I was hoping to hear another hilarious new sexual conquest story from the old captain. Uh, thanks, guys, for keeping me sane during my hour commute every night. That from Nitro Mike. Ooh, well, ahoy there. And guys, the old captain's article sexual conquest. Basically, the ladies just surrendered their territory, if you know what I'm saying. I started the Grand Tetons and worked my way down to Lake Titicaca. That's just what the captain does. That's actually a location, don't get upset. Crunch bears. All right, guys, here you go. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday to you, to you, to you. Yaza Dirty Germans brought to you by Men's Room Original Sausage. Available through Uli's world famous sausage, mensroomlive.com, and other fine retailers. Mmm, Schweineflash. Thank you, Bob. A couple extra emails. Uh, Ted Smith is the subject. Oh, All right. God. It says, Is Ted Smith single? That from the lovely Aaron, or the dude named Aaron? We don't know. The name's Aaron. Mm hmm. Hmm. Well, if you're a dude or a woman, yes. Yeah, either way. Look <laughs> it up. Dude, woman, man. Dude, woman, man. Dude, woman, man. Unbelievable stories is the subject. Guys, uh, catching up on the uh, podcast on the uh, Odyssey app, Ola Bachelas, my wife and her family, my wife, her daughter, 12 at the time, sister, mom, and dad, were at the Route 91 Harvest Festival the night it was shot at. Only her sister was injured physically with a broken leg. Uh, many ongoing years of PTSD, our daughter decided to go to UNLV for college. And was also there during the most recent shooting. Jesus, man. That from uh, VH. As far as bite stories. Guys, about 10 years ago, my family went to Maui for eight glorious days. The morning of the first full day there, my wife was walking on the resort grounds and got bit by a spider on her leg. The bite got so bad so quickly, we went to a nearby urgent care clinic. Now, when the doctor came in, he was such a server guy stereotype, it was hilarious. Bleach blonde hair, super tan, wearing uh, pastels, flip-flops with a puka shell necklace. Uh, when he saw the bite, he said, whoa, gnarly, just like Spicoli. 
Uh, Doc said it probably was a local yellow spider that's a cousin of the brown recluse. She had to go on antibiotics, stay out of the water, and the sun for the entire trip. Damn. So she basically sat <laughs> in, in her condo on the balcony Damn. in the shade while I played in the pool with our kids for a week. Vacation completely sucked for her. Cheers, guys. And from Jim, your loyal Pasco podcaster on the Odyssey app. Did it? He said for her. Yeah, I don't know. He was playing with the kids at the pool. Maybe that she, is a good point. She was like, I want to go in the yeah. sun, but this is quite relaxing. Kids aren't here. Yeah. And uh, one more from the extra emails. Uh, the subject, 10 songs that did not age well from our sit and spin on uh, Tuesday's mm-hmm. broadcast. Basically, the idea was these are rock songs for a, a variety of different reasons. They did not age well based on the fact that uh, some lyrical references that are not appropriate for uh, from... Uh, Things from a technological standpoint that just don't exist anymore. Sure. Like the song Star 69 or whatever that was, or references to cassette tapes, REM. Uh, what was it? Uh, put another dime in the jukebox. Correct. Right. I love rock and roll and all that. Olavich's, this is a Sean from Manchganistan. That would be Manchester, New Hampshire. I've been listening to you guys for well over 10 years now. Listening to your podcast on the Odyssey app the other day. You guys listed off the 10 songs that did not age well, and you forgot a song that probably tops them all. Mr. Tinker Train by the Prince of Darkness himself, Ozzy Osbourne. By the way, please tell Thrill that I use his uh, cheers every time the guys are over for a few drinks, and it will be definitely be used at my wedding. Coming up nice. in August. Sean, I looked up the uh, the lyrics to uh, to Mr. Tinker Train. I am not familiar with the song. What's okay. it called? Mr. Mr. Tinker Train. Yeah. Castle plays it all the time. It's, a, it's an Ozzy Osbourne song. Literally, the first line is, would you like some sweeties, little girl? Yes. Mm. And then it follows. Jesus. Come a little closer. I'm going to show you a brand new world tonight. I've got a palace full of fantasy, ready-made just for you and me. Once you're there, I'm going to take you for a ride. I got a one-way ticket to take you to the other side. I got a one-way ticket, so come along and don't be shy. They call me Mr. Tinker Train. That's how I got my name. They call me Mr. Tinker Train, so come along and play my game. You will never be the same. And it continues. And it continues. And it continues. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see what you're talking about there. As far as being a little bit inappropriate. Oh, yeah, I recognize this yeah. song. Yep. I'm not the biggest lyrics guy. Yeah, you know the chorus, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, if it's a song about drinking, I'll learn the lyrics. It's also selling drugs. Can you understand sure. them half the time? Yeah, a lot of times. Like, I don't know what they're saying. Exactly. In this song. I like the song. Just not exactly sure what they just said. Ozzy's easier to understand when he sings than when he speaks. That is for sure. Yeah. Coming up, we will uh, drink and toast with a shot of the day. But first... Time to open wide and sample Ted's meats and potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the men's room. The Ted Nougat Head Chef in the house. Thank you, folks. Thank you. So, this is kind of interesting and not shocking. It just says 99% of Americans have a local Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the top of the show, we started talking about this a little bit. You're right. Like, there's different, different varieties of Mexican restaurants. Sure. Right? So, like, sometimes you just want to go to a taco truck. Yes. You know, there's some yes. there's some Mexican restaurants I like that, to me, are a little higher end. And then there's some that are super authentic. It just depends on the mood you're in. That is for sure. And the region they're trying to represent a lot of the times, as far as the differences in the food. Right. What do you think is the best Mexican restaurant you've been to? Ooh. In Seattle? 
Or in general. Uh, ooh, wow. Not, I mean, you, you can't pick one you ate at in Mexico. No, Southern California's got, I think. Well, the, the thing is, when I go to a Mexican restaurant in Mexico, it's nothing like any of the Mexican restaurants here. Mm-hmm. Right? You, All right. You have some of the same names, but the food, I mean, it's entirely. Everything's fresh. It's just a different experience. Uh, do you remember that place, Mexico, used to be at... Uh, oh, Pacific Place. Pacific Place. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember I, I hit you to it. You really? did hit me to yeah. it. And I don't remember if it was that good. I have no negative thoughts about it. But also, I go there and drink. I always had a good time. So Their food was very good. And it was weird because it looked like a chain restaurant. But it was just a, it was just, it was just, that just one. the one. Rio Azul and uh, Palm Springs is great. I like Chupacabra on uh Ooh, Fanny. yeah, Chupacabra strong. That's, that's a pretty good call. El Camino in my neighborhood in uh, Fremont. If you just want tacos, Red Star is always good. Red Star is good. Have also you been to the one down in Georgetown? Yeah, uh, Fonda Luca something. Catina, Fonda Catina or whatever. That one's yeah, pretty good. That's But solid. also, truthfully, like, I mean, and granted, where I grew up in the D.C. area is a lot of Hispanics. But, but not, not Mexicans. But not as many Mexicans. So when I first moved out here, I was like, man, like, it's pretty much just Mexicans. But I mean, like, I still go to Azteca. Azteca? Azteca? Yeah. Their Mexican pizza is phenomenal. Uh, like a Mexican Just pizza. like the ones down in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man. Their Mexican pasta is unbelievable. Mexican... Uh, Cheesecake. Crazy good. <laughs> well, and for the most part, most most of what we think is Mexican food is more kind of Mexican American food. Yeah, for sure. You know you know what I mean? So what's like, your what's your what's your go to signature? You don't know dish. what else is on the menu, you just go, I will well, try this. Yeah. You're gonna go into a Mexican restaurant. What what are you guaranteed to like you always said the French dip is the standard for a sandwich place or a restaurant. If they nail the French dip, then you know like then they probably make other good yeah. stuff. If they can't nail it, the place is garbage. For me it's enchiladas. Like if I don't really recognize anything on the menu. I was telling Mike if I go to a sit-down restaurant, I either get a taco plate or carne asada. Carne asada, that, it's okay. hard to go yeah. wrong with that. Almost, uh, almost every time. And I don't, because I like burritos, but burritos to me is like Chipotle, Taco Del Mar of the world. Right, right. I, I don't know why. I just don't order them in a restaurant. Yeah. Now, this is going to sound crazy, but for me, the first thing I judge is the quality of the chips. Are they fresh yes. fried? Are they salty enough? Are they crunchy? Are mm-hmm. they delicious? And the salsa. Now, guac, that's a different level, and you can judge it on that, but I, I'm just going with the basic two things back to the French dip. Yeah. If you have great salsa or pico or whatever you have with your chips, then I know for the most part the rest of the meal is going to be great. Yeah, and look, that's a great part about Austin. You can just pop into some of the restaurants and just grab chips. Ooh, mm-hmm. nice. But I think my go-to is uh, I, I'm with uh, Mike's wife and the chimichanga. If they have a chimichanga, I am down with it. I like chimichangas. I, I don't know. What meat do you want? Depends on what they got. Right. So, so typically the pork, uh, you pork, the pork, beef. If they have pulled pork, I'll do that. If they have a carne asada, I'll do that. Chicken's always good. Chicken's good, but chicken's chicken. Right? I feel like the pork, do they do anything to the pork or is it just pulled pork? Well, it's carnitas, then it's going to be flavorful. I think chicken can be better, too, because a lot of places will... Uh, Braise it or whatever. They so do. it's kind of sitting in that stew. I would recommend Especially to anyone. that lime chicken on a taco from so, barbacoa. If they barbacoa have is barbacoa, always good, right? right. And that's well, both, right? Even in a place that sucks, their barbacoa is still good enough for your life. Short rib. Yeah. So this is according to some new D, uh, D, some new Ds, some new data from the Pew uh, Pew Research Center. Center. Oh, struggling. Ninety nine percent of Americans have a local Mexican restaurant. They say local is within the same county. Okay. Yeah, depending where you live, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I I think I have favorite Mexican restaurants in almost every county in the state. <laughs> If I'm up in uh, Snohomish County, uh, I was going to say, catch me uh, 
Said it earlier. Can't think of it now. <laughs> Farther you go east in the state, the not better, but the more Mexican options you have. Estapa. Mm -hmm. That's my place up north. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I was saying earlier, like, I like Azteca. My buddy, it's not that he doesn't like it. He's just loyal to Las Margaritas. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so a lot of people have one close to them that they like. 85% uh, of the U.S. counties have a Mexican restaurant, but the 15% uh, percent that don't, basically, there's nobody living there. If there's not a Mexican right, restaurant, right. you're probably somewhere in Wyoming or Montana. We're like, I would agree. There's yeah. just not people. Uh, I brought this up before. I will say one of the weirdest things, again, the first time I went to London or just to Europe, was I was just like, where's, where's the tacos? And they're just like, yeah, not really a thing here. And I'm like, oh, it just, it just I'm so used to being in America and Mexico's right there. There's a ton of Mexicans that come over mm -hmm. and Mexican American. Like, we're just so used to that almost as like part of our culture that I'm like, what's going on, London? Well, London, it's all Indian restaurants. It is. Well, in South Carolina, too, was probably one of the worst Mexican restaurants I've ever been to. Uh, the A decent chunk of the pricey Mexican restaurants are in expensive urban areas like L.A. County, mm -hmm. Cook County, where Chicago is, uh, New York County, obviously, where New York City is. Uh, the other thing, too, is like Mexican food, like they're saying here, like it's generally quick, easy, and affordable. Agreed. You go to some kind of fancier, high-end stuff. Sure, sure. And honestly... I don't care what your diet restrictions might be, and not I shouldn't say restrictions. Let's say you're you're trying to cut down on carbs. You can find that in Mexican restaurants. Yep. You know what I mean? If you just want filling stuff, like I feel like Mexican food is very versatile and, and can help out a lot of people. But a lot of people, Mike, when they're eating Mexican food, what do they drink? Margaritas. Damn right. When's the last time you had a margarita? It's been a long time. Two weeks I, ago. I don't really drink right. a ton of them. Yep. Was it just a straight margarita? Or did you have a flavored one? We had a, uh, a listener of ours who uh, who brought in a bunch of different mixing uh, products. Oh, that's right, including the salt rim stuff and oh, everything that's else. Right, yeah. So I had uh, two bottles of margarita mix, and I had a bottle of tequila, and uh, and I hooked it up. Good work. Yep. So yep. today is National Margarita Day. Uh, let's see. A poll found that seventy six percent of Americans they like margaritas. Yeah. Only seven percent uh, have a full on hatred for them. Right. Okay. The margarita is funny as well. Like it goes through all different groups and backgrounds. You know what I mean? I mean, if the mood hits you, any group of people will drink margaritas. Yeah, right. Rich, poor, black, white, Asian doesn't matter. Like if you're in that good frame of mind, it's like let's get margaritas. And that's the big thing is that it's a good frame of mind. You don't see anybody just saddled up at a bar having a bad day, drinking their feelings away in a margarita. Right. The guy sitting also, in the corner not talking. It is not a margarita. Correct. Frame. And look. Right, I'm 43. So, taking some of my friends out of it, I feel like at my age, if I call somebody and go, you want to go get day drunk? And it's like noon. They're like, ah, I got stuff to do. I'm like, hey, you want to pop out for a couple marks? They'll be there. Sure. Damn right. Right? It sounds yeah, like a yeah, party. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Margaritas are the third most ordered cocktail worldwide. Uh, really? That's, yep. Wow. That's according to Bacardi's uh, global survey. The top five are gin and tonic, mojito, margarita, Bloody Mary, uh, whiskey and Coke. Okay. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, is it Jack and Coke? Okay. If you're, if you're down on DuPont, there's a place called Viva Mexico. And nice. go talk to William. And he's got 9 million margarita recipes. Anything you want. They get the big slushy machines right. in the back. And I mean, the menu for margaritas is it's crazy. Different kinds of salt, yep. different kinds yep. of flavors, all that stuff. Go down there and get a margarita. Sit at the bar. I'm telling you, they are addictive. You'll, I might go get one tonight. It's a good call. 
I just prefer a strawberry margarita. They have them. That's I don't. What I'm saying right. like, I don't mind your 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 regular you know lime margarita, but for me, it's always strawberry. I like that little hint of sweet in there. Yeah, and I feel like. The regular margarita and the strawberry margarita are the two most you see the most out there. Sure, I agree. Uh, 67% of us prefer a frozen margarita, mm-hmm. but 3% of Americans, they don't think that's really a margarita, and they'll judge you for it. You guys go frozen or on the rocks? I just go on the rocks. If I get one, I'm going on. Well, there. it depends on the restaurant. Most, most restaurants don't have frozen, so if they have frozen, I'm going to go frozen every time. But obviously, if they don't, I feel like most the Mexican rocks. joints have frozen margaritas. It depends. Yeah. Like the ones in Fremont, there's one that does, there's two that do not. And you got those half lutein joints. <laughs> Red stars. <yeah. laughs> I, I just drink too fast for the frosted ones. My issue is honestly anything, whether it's a daiquiri or a frozen margarita, I just get bored. Right? We did it once. At yeah, Lost I remember too long to drink. The, you mean? Well, like Mike and I got all fired up and they have these giant ones. Big ones, yeah. And Mike was, and finally I went, can you drink the rest of mine? I'm just going to order it back. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like, I don't know, margaritas to me, frozen margaritas are like Bloody Marys. Like, I'll, I can drink one and then I'm like, I, like I'm, I'm just bored drinking this. Yeah, yeah. And fair. like, I, I don't know, I'm not big into my frozen slushy drinks. Uh, what do you think is the top food that's ordered with a frozen margarita? Now, Think outside the box of a Mexican restaurant. Think more of people having a good time, maybe sitting on a deck. Is it something hot? It is. It is something hot. My first thought nachos? was nachos. Yeah. Right? Nope. Or, or like churros. You think, uh, you're, I said don't think Mexican food. Right. Uh, Cheeseburgers. What? Yep. Very Jimmy Buffettish. You want some cheeseburgers? That's what I'm saying. Cheeseburgers are the top food we're likely to order with a frozen margarita. Now, people that are drinking them on the rocks, you're probably having something else. But like, I've just pictured people like sitting on a deck in the summertime and like frozen margarita and a burger. Uh, Fifteen percent of us. I'm kind of one of these people. Basically, only drink them on vacation. That's about the only yeah. time you see me drinking one. Uh, two-thirds of us like a salted rim. 26% of us will lick it before each sip. Do you guys lick the salt? I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of form an opening, and then I work my way drinking through that opening in the glass. I like to lick the salt, but also I like to lick every glass and stare at the bartender before I take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's not your drink. Yeah, I, yeah, I got thrown out of a bar last week. <laughs> These are some of the best margarita mixes you could buy. Uh, Trace Agave's Organic. Uh, some of the others they say have too much. Uh, let's see. And then USA Today did a roundup of the best ma- best margarita day deals. And uh, you can get $5 margs up at Dave & Buster's. And, of course, Chili's. Yeah. Of All course, right. yeah. Yeah, get that Cadillac. Okay. Thank you, Head Chef. We appreciate it. Shot of the Day, speaking of, is uh, coming up. You're listening to The Men's Room. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 99.9 KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. All right, so come on to the We'll drink a toast for the shot of the day. And we do have your headlines on the way at 550. But first, quick check on Mike Hawk and some of the stories and headlines he is not working on. Thank you, Miles. After 1,000 years, 1,000 years, Japan's Naked Man Festival has finally come to an end. That's a really long festival, man. It's <laughs> the one that they celebrated annually, and they were like, everybody who was taking part in it, they're kind of getting old and aging out, and there's there's not many successors. Well, I think, so... They're still doing a naked festival. They've just now included women. Correct. Which will probably bring more people in. Correct. Yes. As in more men. Yes. Uh-huh. A new bill in Kentucky has put a cap on the number of vintage bourbons someone can sell within a year. Huh. Why? I don't... Like, what difference does it make? To, you're trying to sell product, right? right? I have a business. I just want to sell my product. I make Tide. Right. And one person comes in and buys every bottle of Tide I have in Safeway. I don't care. The right. money is the same. That's the point of having a business. I don't remember the, the reasoning that they used for it, but it was... Probably because they sell it again later on the secondary market. I mean, the problem is much. some of those liquors don't even cost that much, but there's there's people that just buy all the... Right, all the like inventory. Tickets, so it's kind of like, all right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I can, I can fathom putting some regulations where it's like... You know, to kind of stop that? Isn't it kind of the same thing as like the Pappy Van Winkle where if, like, Miles, because you were actually on one of those wait lists and the, price, it, yeah. and the price isn't exactly... I won the, I won the lottery at uh, at BevMo. Right. So I got a bottle of it and it gifted it to my dad on his 70th. Right. And usually uh, those things can go for also, thousands of dollars, uh, but I feel like it, the face price was not near as much. I think no. it's all the market. You, you could have like a, you could have a, I don't know, 17 year or something like that, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. And, and all the batches are still different. So some of those are better than others. It's just like wine. But you some, don't some, know. Some right. year, but they, but they know. So like, you know, some wine companies, they're 2016. It's the same crap they made in 2020, but the 2016 has a much different flavor. You know, Because right. it didn't rain as much. Or whatever, whatever the right. deal is. Exactly. Yeah. And some of it now, like the, people are putting down down payments on new stuff. Because you got to keep in mind, Pappy looks old. It is not. Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't start coming out until the 2000s. So, like, people now are starting, they're like, well, we're doing this and that. And people will put deposits down to get a bottle of whatever this stuff is, banking on the fact it'll taste good. Damn. You can hear the stain of my voice. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, God damn it. Come on, man. I just want to take a sip. Right? VD. <laughs> Authorities in Florida are about to put limitations on the holes that people dig in the sand on beaches. That's is probably a pretty good the, idea. Uh, was it in Florida? The yeah, little girl. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. and her brother. And the, you know, and, and I feel like it became kind of a fad overnight. It was a, it was an online thing to where you would just people would go to the beach and then they would start digging these massive holes, and it was just kind of funny that they would just dig these big old holes. Well, then people started falling into one for one thing, you and know, beach and whatnot, right? And then there's other situations like we just had where a tragedy happened where 
kids were inside of the doggone thing. Maybe they were digging a different hole or a tunnel or something like that, and the doggone thing collapsed. Yep, right. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a fad. I mean, I went to the beach my whole life. There was always at least one day where there was a group of teenage or like young twenty dudes that were digging a massive hole, just digging. So like, I get that tragedy just happened, but I don't know. That is kind of weird to me. That's part of like going to the, the beach, beach yeah. culture. All right. Well, there you go. Beach culture. I mean, you guys remember that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you would see, and it was always like, "Holy cow, there's water down there!" Yeah, no. <laughs> Seriously, as a kid, I was like, "That's awesome." Now, with that said, oh, you my would just mom dig until you found water. Yeah, like the, the, those ones you're talking about. Yeah. Like they, they weren't. I don't remember them being that uncommon. Now, my mom would never let me play in them. Sure, right? Because you that know, has it has a lot to but do. But there with was, that. I don't know, just kind of what younger athletic dudes did. You. Dig giant hole. Oh, dig it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's probably just the safe alternative to not do it. It's like we grew up, right. no bicycle helmets. Now right. everyone wears one. No seatbelts. Now mm-hmm. everyone wears one. It's right. just like one of those things where eventually you go like, is this worth the cost of sure. what right. happens? Exactly. Miles, I know, that you, I know that you're observing today. It's uh, it's Scouts Founders Day. Is that right? I knew that you had mar- ed- ed- your, uh, your calendar marked there. And I decided that uh, since you and I have gone through the Scouts, there's a, there's a handful of different merit badges that do, do make people kind of scoff. Because they're not exactly... You don't say. They just said there's, what, like 103 or something like that? The, the total number you could get? like that. I don't fully remember just how many badges there are. And ironically enough, they're in court today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But you know what? I decided to find some of the weird ones. The Men's Room Top 10. The Men's Room Top 10. 10 of the rarest, strangest, and most obscure merit badges in Scouts. There is very little known about one of the more obscure merit badges in existence. For example, what benefit does this merit badge provide for the scout who achieves this recognition? Does it involve eating or merely observing under careful scrutiny? There may be only one person with such knowledge. Miles Montgomery. Sure. The badge in question, the Rusty Sheriff's Badge. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that sucked the most for you? What badge? Oh, that sucked the most. I will go back to the citizenship badges. I okay. got those all at the same time because we had a we had a camp that offered all three of them. They are all three eagle required, and they're a snooze fest. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. badge? The, their citizenship in the community, citizenship in the, in the nation, and citizenship world. in the world. All right. Uh, mine was just the Paul Bunyan Award, not actually a merit badge. Right. But what you had to do was you had to take a tree over 20 to 25 feet. Mm-hmm. You had to cut it down with an axe. You had to then cord and split it. For that badge, it took me six and a half hours to take this God. tree down, and you have to do it all with an axe. Right. So basically, you're just like, just you sore. Right. For nothing. God. And just, you're cutting down a tree for no card. reason in the middle of the woods. Like, why? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So these are the rarest. I, I went to one meeting and they were like, "We're going camping." And I was like, "Intense." And they were like, "Yes, intense." I remember my dad picked me up. He's like, "I'm not going back." <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. We're done. We're out. Uh, so these are the rarest, strangest, and most obscure badges. Most of them are still in circulation. Not all of them, though. All right. So, uh, we have inventing. Inventing the inventing merit badge. So basically, I respect that. Says in your the, the the requirements are as such, and you do in your own words define inventing, and then uh, you need to do one of the following: either identify an interview with a buddy, uh, an individual in your community who has invented a useful item. Okay. Read about three inventors. 
Uh, you can define the term intellectual property or explain the components of a patent. So this is there's, okay. I there's got you. Nine right. different requirements that you have to go through in order to get this badge. Okay. Inventing. You have stamp collecting. Jesus, come on. Which <laughs> is still in circulation today. I almost went out with that one because of coin collecting. So I was looking That's at another the, merit badge. That is another merit badge. Mm-hmm. Like what? I don't feel like you should get a badge for your hobby. You know what I mean? That's as part of what it is too. Is also that's like they got some little hobby badges. All right. Okay. I mean, do they have they updated them? Like, can Thrill Son get a badge for playing War of Warcraft or like, hitting a certain he, level? I don't know what he plays. Fortnite. Fortnite. So. There is a computer's merit badge. Uh, Close. Right. Game design. Ooh. All right. So they do have There's that. Thinking. All right. You know, they, they, they got some other things in there. Stamp collecting. Basically, you need to uh, dis- discuss how you can better understand people, places, institutions as a result of collecting stamps, which... Well, you learn that certain countries have queens or kings or whoever's on the sure. stamps where, you know, we have elbows. Define topical stamp collecting. Let's see. Show at least a perforated or uh, an imperforate stamp, mint and used stamps, sheet, booklet, and coil stamps. Good God. <laughs> a lot of stamp work. <laughs> a lot of stamp work. Again, these are the rarest, <laughs> strangest, and most obscure you know, badges. I have some friends that collect stamps too, Mike. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I see him in the festivals. <laughs> I think his name is Kale. <laughs> <laughs> Those tiny ones. I collect stamps because I don't ever use them. One that I wanted to do, but couldn't find anybody to do it, was bugling. There is a bugling badge. <laughs> Wait, you couldn't find somebody who wanted to partner with you help for out. bugling? Why do you need somebody else to help oh, you? You need a you, certified merit badge counselor in order to uh, to do these things. Oh, I see. Well, you don't need, like, a bugle buddy. Correct. But also, if you go to any camps, there's revelry in the morning, and there is when the flag comes down at night. So Correct. somebody's yeah. got to go up there and do that. So there's only six uh, requirements to this one. you got to explain and demonstrate how the bugle makes sound. you got to compose a bugle, call for your troop, and then you have to sound ten of the following bugle calls. First call, reveille, assembly, mess, drill, fatigue, officers, recall, church, swimming, fire, retreat, two of the colors, call to quarters, and taps. Uh, you got to explain each of the calls that you performed, explain how to care for, clean, and maintain a bugle, and serve as a bugler in your troop for three months. I'm no, guessing that badge. whoever came up with that merit badge was real obsessed with their ability to play bugle. <laughs> well, also, also, you're part of the guard. You need to learn how to fold a flag. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's, there's more to it. There's a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I learned how to fold a flag as a kid because, like, it was like for a month of the year, you and another classmate were in charge of the putting up the flag. And you know what down. you do with that yeah. knowledge, Ted? What? You make the best paper football in your class. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the surveying merit badge. All right. Also known as the peeping Tom. Oh, you got to show that you know first aid for the types of injuries that could occur while surveying. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, from the field notes gathered uh, uh, for, for an earlier requirement, you have to use a protractor and a scale, plot the points that you measured, and draw a scale map of your survey. That's fair. You got to uh, use one of the corner markers from requirement two as a benchmark and an uh, assumed elevation of 100 feet. So it's basically... Your survey. Right. Showing that you know how to doggone survey. It's something you can do for the rest of your life, though, if you're interested. Exactly. And that's kind of the good thing about some of these badges is that it does help further, hopefully, some interest that you might have that you might take it it somewhere else. It's one of the first times in life that you have the opportunity to have an elective that you could actually enjoy compared Mm -hmm. to school, which just says, here, you need to learn this. Right. I'm going to bring that guy up. Okay. Getting your Pierre LaFault on, huh? (laughs) Just Google it. No, no, no. He did DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up knowing that. You got uh, <laughs> these are the rarest, strangest, and most obscure badges. You have the drafting merit badge. 
All right, getting in a little racing. Yeah, saving uh, some gas. Format two sheets of drawing paper and proper <laughs> oh. borders with uh, with title blocks. Uh, make a rough sketch of your project drawings. Use either single stroke, vertical, or slant gothic lettering. Using the formatted sheet of paper that you prepared for your method project, uh, produce a pencil drawing as it would be used for manufacturing. Just drafting up a, a um, drawing there. Is that also like having good handwriting? Uh, that's think, calligraphy. I'm about to say that's more calligraphy. Go on, Ted. All right. <laughs> I just, I know one person is a man. I feel like women generally have better handwriting. Yes. But I have one buddy. It's it's beautiful. Nice. <laughs> you got uh, nuclear science. Oh, damn. All right. Okay. Yeah. Explain radiation, the difference between ionizing and non-ionizing radiation. Explain the ALARA principle and the measures are required by law to minimize these risks. Describe the radiation hazard symbol and explain where it should be used. Blah, 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 blah. I'm radioactive stuff. There used to be a science uh, project kit that you could buy that actually had uranium in it so you could do those experiments. No kidding. It was like yes. in the 50s. So it was like, hey, kids. Yep. But that badge came out. Yeah, right after World War II, right? You got in the Cold War with the Soviet Union. So everything... It, Think how things different things are now. So at that point, intellectual stimulation was a thing you wanted on kids. Right. It's right. why I teach your kids science, teach your kids math, because you wanted to, to outpace the Soviet Union. What they did not consider is, even though it's a toy for kids to do radioactive stuff at home, it's literally radioactive. Oh but the badge, God. the badge was basically an atom with electrons circling yeah. around yeah. it and had all the tracers and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, one that I could not find requirements for, so I think I, I think it's out of uh, out of circulation. I, uh, consumer buying is on there. <laughs> Some of the honorable mentions that they have is the strangest discontinued merit badges. Do you have nut culture? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Scouts had to grow and care for nut trees. Uh, master at arms. All right. All right. Uh, that ta- makes sense. Taxidermy. Ooh. Yeah. Did you guys know any taxidermy kids? No. No. <laughs> Not even in Eden Club. You'd think that somebody out there in Eden Club would be Yeah, Miles is in West Virginia. I figured between the two of you. Nope. Nothing. I think that's a strange kid. Sorry, uh, taxidermy adult. You basically just ate everything you got, but you didn't. Uh, rabbit raising. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. That comes in very handy. And That also sounds like a term I'm going to start using. We'll go out rabbit racing. And then hog and pork production. Okay. Oh, lovely. Actually, that would be, I mean, hey, that would be wrong with any kind of pork product. But then I'm going to give you guys the last one of these obscure merit badges, and I'm going to see how well we do because we do, in fact, have a radio merit badge. All what right. do you do for your radio merit badge? So you have to explain what radio is and then discuss the following. The differences between broadcast radio and hobby radio. The differences between broadcasting and two-way communications. Mm-hmm. Shortwave. Radio station call signs and how they are used in broadcast radio and amateur radio. Uh, the phonetic alphabet and how it's used to communicate clearly. All right. And then you have to do the following. you got to have to sketch a diagram showing how radio waves travel locally yep. and around the world. That, that, I think that's the most interesting part of that as far as in the atmosphere, sure. where those waves, what the height is, where they're at, and all those things. Uh, explain how the radio stations WWV and WWVH can uh, be used to help determine what you can expect to hear when you listen mm-hmm. to a shortwave radio. Explain the difference between distant uh, uh, and local station. Discuss uh, what a Federal Communications Commission uh, commission does and how it is different from the International Telecommunications yeah. Union. Not that you care, but it explains why when you drive under a bridge and you're listening to AM radio, the signal goes It out. goes oh, dead. Okay. Uh, find out about three career opportunities in radio. you got to visit a radio installation. Explain the safety precautions of working uh, with radio gear. I'm, in, I'm all in on this. You bet. This is the time I'm interested. You know what? We should find a way to do that. We should like... Yeah, we'll fail it, but we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can come up with a requirement. see if we can get a dog go back to uh, scouting? Yeah. yeah. See I if know. we can get the radio merit badge. I'm in.
I want to try it. A man in Massachusetts was arrested for illegal drugs and weapons in his possession, but you'll never believe just how powerful of a weapon that he had, Miles. So what weapon did he have there in his Give car? me all the details at 5.50. Thank you, sir. Headlines are coming up at 5.50. In the meantime, it's going to contest online for Profile This at 206-803-ROCK. In the meantime, have we made it to Dragon Time? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 